Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, Friday Night Lights, the Northampton Town Audio Show, the podcast equivalent of a Nigel Gledhorn knee to the nads. I'm Tom Reed, and tonight I'm joined by four guys putting on the Davy Crockett hats, ready to storm Northampton Guildhall. It's Andy Bodfish, Martin Maloney, Ian Brandt and Brendan Walsh. How are you doing, guys? You all right? I'm good, thank you, mate. Yes, all good. Yeah. Andy, are you, uh, are you up for the battle ahead if we um, storm the Guildhall? <laughs> <laughs> I'm told up, mate. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've got me mullet wig and me Jamiroquai outfit. Um, and yeah, I'm just prepared to go up and tap a policeman on the shoulder and for him to go, through you go, sir. <laughs> it's really strange that um, Jamiroquai uh, got involved in that thing. Obviously, he didn't, but the man looked like Jamiroquai with his uh, David Crockett hat and he had horns on. And I think I saw on Twitter someone said, like, build your own revolutionary outfit. It cost him up three ninety nine for the charity job. I saw. I mean... Um, People have been doing their detective work. So someone had zoomed in on the chap next to him, uh, had a tattoo on his neck. Yeah. Uh, do you see this? And it was the uh, it was the badge for Real Betis. <laughs> <laughs> the Real Betis tattoo on his neck. And someone had there was, there was a there was a lot of dissecting of the various tattoos on the show, um, which I got quite interested. I've got a. For, for obviously it's a podcast, no one can see, but I've, I've got quite a lot of tattoos, and and there was um there was a lot of uh, the kind of underworld, well Nazi symbols basically, and the way that they hide it in plain sight, so that if you know what you're looking at, it's very clear. And it was it was mm. amazing going through like the threads of people like um you know picking out it, you know you think that that's just that, but actually it, it's like Hitler's birthday or something. It's crazy, but yeah, there was a lot of that on show. And the clips that have been emerging throughout the course of the day with obviously everyone there is you know, filming everything as you do now. And yeah, sort of these big, supposedly brutish blokes, topless and ripped and um, steroids and all the rest of it. And um, just go, just sort of coming up to people with phones going, the police, the police would hit me with a truncheon. <laughs> That's uh, it. Andy, do you reckon the um, Real Betis tattoo guy was like a uh, Joaquin? He's the only Real Betis player I can think of from like all time. The ring of Joaquin. Do you reckon he got involved or was just a? Uh... Don't forget Denilson. He was. Oh, Denilson. Um, yeah. Briefly, the most expensive player I think in the history of uh, football. 
Um, yeah, he was a bit, a bit of a talent. Unfortunately, yeah, the guy wasn't wearing. I would love kit. to think if you better. supported Betis at that time that there was a song based on "I Can't Live Living Here Without You" for Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was he someone that Ian Atkins discovered? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Ian Atkins wanted Danielson for twenty-five thousand, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the board wouldn't sanction it. Has Ian Atkins become our equivalent of that goodness gracious me sketch with you know every, the, the the dad who everything was invented by Indians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, somewhere in Pele's early career was a young Brummy in the stands. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking, guys. I was thinking if we um, stormed the Washington Capitol, as you do, seems to be the de rigueur now. What Northampton Town player would want at your side as you went through those uh, marbled halls? Has anyone got any idea? The first thought that comes to head, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, is is Bayo because he, <laughs> obviously he's, he's massive, so he's going to do some damage. But I went a little bit more recent, and I went for Dane. Um, just because he was so, he was smaller than Bayo, but he was a lot more aggressive. And I always said that to, to everyone, he was our battering ram. So he, he used to just bash the defences down, and then everything else kind of flowed through after that. Callum Morton would 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 sneak in. So I'm going to go over Dane, and I'd ride him through the front doors like a like a horse, and he could just batter him <laughs> down, and I'd be in and safe. Um, but yeah, that, that was my choice. I mean, I was you've got go like... a more diverse crowd than the ones that were storming the capital. Exactly. <laughs> this is true. I was going to go with um, John Gale for similar reasons, you know, a bit of muscle. But I was thinking no self-respecting black boat would be seen like seen near that place, would they? So nah. I had to scrap John Gale and I went for... I, I turned it to Alistair Slow. Because, <laughs> you know, I reckon Alistair Slow would be the perfect sort of guy that would come out. We'd go in and we'd get mace straight away and Alistair Slow would just stand there going... Just been maced to the cameras. I reckon he just looked like a full with his ankle basher sock uh, trousers on. I reckon he would cut a very forlorn figure with me as we've been maced in the face. So I reckon, Alice, if you're listening and you're you're really anti-Trump, I, I do apologise, and you can always call me up and um, we'll we'll sort something out. Talk for next week. You might be a hardcore Democrat, so you know if you listen. Um, anyone else got one? Um, well, I, I, I was kind of thinking, um, yeah. Luckily, I don't think we've had any, you know, our players are just, just all in the queue. I don't think anyone's had a terrible like, reputation for being a supporter of the far right or anything. But just thinking of people who actually were involved in political things and a man who, who we signed off a picket line, I'm thinking he'd, I'd certainly seen him play, he'd be game if there was um, some rough and tumble, uh, which you know, clearly would involve the police trying to stop people doing something. So I'm going to go Graham Reed. Oh, mm. it took the words out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> Andy, really, you nearly re- really need to compare oh. notes before so many features. Our minds seem to think the same way. <laughs> yes. You see, I like where Martin's brain went with that because he's, you know, we're not trying to conflate the, um, the uh, you know, that legendary team of the mid 80s, you know, in there getting second guessing their political views, but they certainly have the look for storming the capital you got the <laughs> got the tight bubble perm i mean any of that team could have come straight out of that basically if i think graham reed graham reed would be the sort of guy who'd be better storming the Northampton guildhall with for our cause because i reckon he was 
probably. You'd ima- I can imagine him in the minor strikes of the 80s on the front line, <laughs> kicking a policeman. He had that look about him, didn't he? Northerner as well, wasn't he? Probably from mining country. I reckon he wouldn't want to be near the White House. He'll join us when we go to storm the Northampton Guildhall. We've we had some it. political players of late. Um, like, I mean, you know, you, you can sit whatever side of the fence you like. It's a free world. But I, I, I think following David Buchanan on Twitter is always good value because he's always got an interesting take on whatever side of the fence you are sat on. It's quite the conspiracy <laughs> theorist um, or, you know, facts, as, as he would call them. So I think we've had some political players of late. Um, yeah. Not, not all of it I'd agree with. but <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon a good person actually to come storm the Guildhall stroke Washington Capitol would actually be Keith Cole because you could send Keith Cole up to speak up to the speak to the security guard and tell him, you know, his thoughts about the last game, the fundamentals and everything. And he'd be there for probably <laughs> three and a half hours. <laughs> the security guards will be completely flubboxed and we just sneak in for our uh, political views, rifle through Ian's drawer, see what he's been up to. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure about that fella. <laughs> let, let's move on from insurrection that will come in the next few weeks it's just inevitable inevitable you're either with us or against us so uh step up, step up to the plate um last week and a few weeks before we've been doing this manic miners quiz with martin which is quite funny and just silly it's about um minor league baseball and minor league basketball but i don't want you other guys to feel out of you know left out so i've done a quiz for everyone this week and we're going to start with andy this time we're going to use a bit of Ian Spanish because it's uh, based in South America, this quiz. And it, the name of the quiz is Alto o Bajo. Do you know what that means, Ian, in Spanish? No. <laughs> sure, surely it should be in Basque for Ian, though. I mean, oh, we that's could be creating an international incident. That's true. I let him off. He's a Basque. He's a Basque, Basque through and through. It means higher or lower. So the quiz is going to be like that um, quiz on TV back in the day, higher or lower. It's going to play your cards right, wasn't it? Basically, yeah. the quiz is based around South American stadiums, Andy. And I'm going to start you off with a South American football stadium. I'm going to tell you the capacity of this stadium. And you've got to tell me the following stadiums, if they are higher, alto or bajo. Is lower in Spanish. You can do it in English. I'll let you off. But uh, right. right, I know you're a bit of a fan of South American stadiums, so I'm just uh, interested to know if you've heard of many of these. So the first one is, I'll tell you the stadium actually, and if you know what uh, team plays there, you can let me know before we start. So the first stadium is the Engenhau, aka the Estadio Olimpico Nilson Santos. Do you know what team plays there, Andy? Uh, the the Stadio N- Nilton Santos. Yep. Um. Oh well, that's... it's in Rio. I'll give you that. It's in Rio. It's in Rio. Yep. Um, so it's a team that plays in Rio. So that, is that is that Fluminense? No, it's close. Uh, Botafogo. Botafogo player. Uh, the Engenhau, aka Stadio Olimpico Nilton Santos. And okay. the capacity is. 46,831. So that's your starter point, okay? Right. So the next one is the Nacional in Peru. Is that higher or lower than 46,831 in capacity? Oh, I should know there because um, 
I was I was outside that stadium last year or the year before last. I was working in in Peru, so I'm going to say there probably isn't much in it. That has to be higher than forty six thousand. You're going higher, so the answer yeah. is fifty thousand. Correct. I have to yeah. put a ding in there when the it wasn't <laughs> as big as it ought to be. Yeah, fifty thousand. You know, fair size for South America, but not not massive. True story. I tried to get in there on a day off at working this uh, this event in Lima, and it, despite all my accreditation and whatnot, my accreditation wouldn't get me in. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, wasn't allowed in. Was it quite imposing from the outside? Uh, yeah, because they'd they'd redone it up so it had like an armadillo shell look to it. Um, cool. Obviously, you look down the other way, and it's, there's a sort of South American motorway with. Um, People in the central reservation sort of selling nuts and stuff. Um, I've got a lovely, I've got a lovely photo of you know the the modernity and the um, you know the uh, poverty, the, nat- the natives together. Anyway, sorry, that was an aside. No worries. So uh, you got that right. That's fifty thousand. The next one is the gigante or gigante de Arroyito in Rosario. Home of Rosario Central. Is that higher or lower than fifty thousand? Uh, Rosario, that's 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 lower. Okay, you're gonna go lower, are you? Yeah. Is Rosario in Argentina? It rings a bell. I think I'm yeah, yeah. Right. It's Argentina, yeah. So the answer to that is forty one thousand six hundred and fifty-four. So you are correct again, Andy. Your knowledge of South American stadiums precedes you. So the next one, Morumbi. Is there any chance we get the questions dubbed into Spanish as opposed to um, this Spanglish? <laughs> okay, that Morumbi. Oh, that's, that's French. That's not. That's just a French accent. Let's start again. You can't pronounce this in Spanish. The Morumbi of Sao Paulo. Far show. <laughs> I can't do Morumbi. It sounds something like something from Africa. But the Morumbi of Sao Paulo, what do you reckon? Yeah. Higher or lower than 41,654? Oh, no, Sao Paulo. That's that's bigger. That's bigger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Have you got a guess? Rough guess? What sort of oh. capacity would you reckon? No, the Morumbi, um, oh, I don't know, 58,000? Well, it's close. 67,052. Okay. So that is higher. You're getting them all right. This is a, a clean sweep, Andy. Next one, Centenario Montevideo. Uh, Montevideo is in what country is that? Have you is it? Yeah, yeah. The venue for the first ever World Cup final. Well, there we go. The Centenario in Montevideo, home of Club Nacional de Futbol. That's French again. Sorry for the Spanish listeners out there. Is it higher or lower than 67,052? It should be higher, but it's it's not. It's not as big a stadium as everyone thinks that, I don't think. I'm going to go with like 58,000, 60,000, something like that capacity. So you're going to go lower, yeah? Yeah. The answer is 65,235. So you're correct. <laughs> Only by a couple of thousand, but you're right. Because <laughs> uh, do... they're going to knock it down soon, I reckon. Build a new one. Yeah, it's one of the ones on your bucket list, isn't it? You've got a few, haven't you? Yeah, big time. Okay, so the next one is. The Brackmill Stadium stroke dry ski slope in Northampton. Is it, <laughs> is it more or less than 65,000? Oh, more. Um, <laughs> 125,000 capacity, I think. In, in, uh, you know, they were going to level half of Hardingstone for it, apparently. 
yeah, you're right. And it was going to be paid for. They were going to build a nuclear power plant to pay for it. So <laughs> <laughs> sadly, it never came through. But that, I think that was 25,000. So that's a little bit lower. Um, yeah. I know you're a big fan of the Monumental in Peru, Andy. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Just any South American stadium want to go to them all, mate. But yeah, yeah. So the, anyway, the Monumental Stadium is yeah by name uh, by name Monumental. It's huge. It's got a huge capacity. So what's got the biggest capacity out of the Monumental or the Santiago Santiago Bernabéu in Madrid? Uh, well, the Bernabéu's big. So the Bernabéu has got 81,044 and the Monumental in Peru has got 80,093. Mm. <laughs> There's like 50 in it, but you are right. That's an absolute clean sweep, including the Bratmill Stadium that was originally meant for 125,000 Northamptonians. So well done, Andy. That was a good one. You've, uh, you've done very well with that one. All your travels abroad have done very well, Andy. You've, uh, you've uh, done great there. We're going to go on to the next quiz now. You're all sitting there waiting for the next one. We're going to go for, um, let's go for Brendan's quiz, actually. Are you there, Brendan? I am, mate. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed your Spanish accent there. That was I know. The whole highlight of the podcast for me. It's not good, is it? It's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, apologies for the, the Spanish there. We're going to go on to Brendan's quiz. I know Brendan is a massive fan of the band Shawadiwadi. <laughs> do you remember the other week we were talking about i think it was andy brought up shawadi wadi is that right andy you brought up shawadi wadi you definitely the, the, did Andy was a legend lives, lives over in ashton that was during the sid owen chat that is that was and um brendan just started chuckling about the name shawadi wadi the band shawadi wadi <laughs> so i've got a quiz for you brendan and the name of the quiz is shawadi wadi or shawadi cobbly <laughs> okay <laughs> so don't cheat Brendan this relies on you not cheating okay. I'm going to read out some names of basically men and you've got to tell me if they were cobblers players of the 1970s or members of Shawadi Wadi <laughs> I think I only know one member of Shawadi Wadi so no 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 cheating you just got to guess um, and you've okay. got to, if it's a, a Shawadi Wadi member you've got to obviously say Shawadi Wadi and if it's a cobblers Play, you've got to say Shawadi Cobbley. Is, is that is that clear? Okay, yeah, couldn't be any clearer, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right then, and don't help anyone else because I know, uh, you know, Martin might know a few older players and Andy might know a few players, so we'll just uh, let Brendan struggle okay. with this one. So, the first one, Billy Jeffrey, is it Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley? Billy, Billy Jeffrey, <laughs> um, I can't say that I've heard of him i can't say i've heard many cobblers fans going on about him but then i'm not up to date with my current or past members of shawadi wadi so um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go shawadi cobbly oh do you reckon that's right anyone martin do you reckon that's right yes i believe that is indeed a former cobbler shawadi cobbly. cobbly correct <laughs> that's one out of one for you so far okay. uh let's go to the next one Danny Wilson, Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley? Danny Wilson. I swear, like at any game under under the Premier League, there's always a player called Danny Wilson. It's like <laughs> there's, there's got to be about 300 footballers called Danny Wilson, um, and for that reason alone, that we will have had a Danny Wilson play for us at some point. So I'm going to go Shawadi Cobbley. 
Okay, okay. Uh, anyone reckon that's right or wrong? I think Brendan's thought process there is right. There have been a lot of Danny Wilsons and Daniel Wilsons. But I don't yeah. think I can think of a, a cobbler called that. So I reckon, having no knowledge of Shwadi Waddy apart from some dreadful suits, <laughs> I reckon he could be wrong there. <laughs> Yeah, he's wrong, unfortunately. Sorry, Brendan. Uh, Danny Wilson, it was a member of Shawadiwadi. I think you, you guys haven't seen the latest news that we've just signed in the January transfer window. Danny Wilson, the, the keeper from, from Leicester. <laughs> of course, he's probably the Shawadiwadi member, member knowing yeah. us. It wasn't actually a football club. <laughs> With Lake working tonight, you two in cahoots. Has he just broken a story? <laughs> <laughs> so that's one right, uh, one incorrect, um, Brendan. One, one. Let's go to the next one. Um, David Graham, Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley? David Graham. That's an. Uh, have. <laughs> do you know what? Is there a Venn diagram of any Shawadi Wadi players that have also played for Cobblers? <laughs> Can someone be a Shawadi Wadi Cobbley? <laughs> Yes, I'm sure because they can. David, again, David Graham. Like, I'm just, I swear, like, crew have about eight David Grahams. Like, <laughs> right, I've, I'm going to go Shawadi Wadi. Shawadi Wadi. Uh, that is correct. Well done. He was in, he, yeah, Shawadi Wadi. There you go. Okay, I'm getting was this a, now. He was a member of Shawadi Wadi. Uh, okay. That's a very, very good answer there. Next one. Let's go. Um, Steve Litt. Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley? Steve Litt. Steve is, Litt. That is a sick name. I, I can only imagine to the to the younger generation what would happen if we actually signed a player called Steve Litt nowadays. Uh, yeah. I'd have Litt on the back of my shirt. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I never, I can't, I can't say I've heard of him. I feel I don't look like much of a cobbler's fan. I'm gonna go Shawadi Cobbley. You yeah, he's Shawadi right. Cobbley. He, he is a cobbler, ex cobbler's player from the 1970s. From the 70s, that, Jesus. All right, that's a good name, isn't it? Lit, Steve Lit. Steve what, Lit. Name, what, what position did he play? Literally, no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm more of a shawaddy waddy man than a shawaddy cobbler. I'm going <laughs> to move on to just following them, I think. Okay. Um, so that's three uh, correct and one wrong so far. So you're doing pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Let's go Dean Loach. Shawaddy waddy or shawaddy cobbler? Dean Loach. Dean Loach. Dean Loach <laughs> sounds like, like we get some minnow in the third round of the FA Cup. Like chipping him last year, and they're managed by Dean Loach, and he's in a tracksuit and he's got like three bits of hair. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, can I say Shawadi manager? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say Shawadi Cobbley. Anyway, is there a new feature here? People who've managed bands and the cobblers, yeah, that's even better. That's my dream. Uh, I'm going to go Shawadi Cobbley again. Get, these are all like literally the most bog standard names. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like Sunday League. Dean Loach, Shawadi Cobbley. I did choose them, like some of them, because of, you know, they, they might sound a bit like a bit, bit like a footballer. But uh, I, yeah. I reckon Radio One's going to be after this concept. So we're going to have to get this uh, <laughs> trademarked very soon. Shawadi Cobbley. Just the mention of Shawadi Cobbley is making me laugh every time. So Dean Loach is. 
Ashawadi Wadi member. I'm sorry, Brendan. Uh, Your uh, membership of the record industry is at stake here. You know, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't think they're universal. So, I, I, but I hope I'm, when I finally get back into the office, they're not going to be like, mate. You need to brush up on your members of Shawadi Wadi. <laughs> uh, We're right, down okay. to the last one now. We're down to the last one. This is where oh, you can... So if I get this, if I lose this, it's 3-3. Three, three. If I win, and then I and I am the master of Shawadi Wadi Cobbley. Exactly. You're 4-2 okay. on penalties. This one, all to play for. <laughs> Paul... Paul Sandercock. Paul Sandercock. Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley? Uh, you are not... Yeah, you can't become a professional footballer with a last name like Sandercock, can you? Paul uh, Sandercock. Paul Sandercock. But are you being allowed <laughs> in the music industry with a name like Paul Sandercock? Paul Sandercock. I'm Paul trying to Sandercock. pick it now match of the day. Sandercock. Um, Shawadi, Shawadi Cobbley. Paul Sandercock. You reckon he's not going to be allowed into the record industry? I reckon that'd be a good record industry name, Paul Sandercock. No, you wouldn't last five minutes, maybe. You wouldn't last five minutes and I'd play in Sunday League with a name like Sandercock. <laughs> Paul Sandercock, this is for the win. He was a Shawadi Cobbley. Well hey, done. hey, I'm going to get Sandercock on the back of my shirt next year. Well, <laughs> well done, mate. I'm going to Google him now. Paul Sandercock. That's not a real player, surely. Paul Sandercock, Paul Sandercock yeah. Yeah, you've, um, you've done amazing with Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley. It's going to be absolutely stolen by Radio 1 in the next few weeks but we just got it out there it says here when I, when I google Paul Sandercock sells guitars so maybe maybe the, he is the Van, Venn diagram maybe he goes both ways <laughs> <laughs> um, we might try it next week with the managers and stuff I'll find some funny managers name record yeah, no, music you did did really well mate you did uh, <laughs> I thought actually <laughs> I don't know what he said about you but you done really well with that <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to let's go back to Martin, the originator of the quizzes, Manic Miners. How are you you feeling confident this evening, Martin? Um, I'd say I'm stepping to the plate and checking all corners of the field. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. I hope you haven't done any revision, Martin, because I know you. You're very thorough. <laughs> no, no, so, no. Just gonna just just gonna be swinging for the fences. <laughs> so if people haven't listened before this quiz is based around minor league baseball and minor league basketball i pitch up some names of teams from both uh sports often very strange in america you know, small small time teams and martin has to guess if it's a minor league baseball or a minor league basketball teams now for real aficionados of these sports they're not necessarily all minor league teams some of them are actually they are all teams most of them apart from the fake ones I throw in there, but they are actually uh, teams of baseball and basketball. But Martin also has the hurdle to jump of the ones I just throw in there as fake. So you ready to go, Martin? We're good. Okay, mate. The first one. Baseball or basketball, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Um, Pensacola Blue Wahoos are a baseball minor league side. You sounding very comfortable about that, Martin. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't think who they are affiliated to, which are the, which are the major league teams. Yes, yeah, it's a team I'm very familiar with, and I'm going to sound really stupid if they're a different sport. 
You are correct, Martin. The Pensacola Blue Wahoos. I should write down what the leagues they're from, but they are definitely a minor league baseball team. Often well, I think affiliated. That's a single Maloney to first. <laughs> Often affiliated with big clubs, aren't they? That's how it works. Yes. But, um, yeah. They've just contracted. So a few, uh, a few towns sort of lost their team, and they're looking to go independent. And that as a look, pandemic affects everything in different ways. Baseball makes a lot of money, but their owners are always looking for ways to save it. So. Yeah, big mm. in some places. So that's one correct, Mike. And the next one, the Missoula Paddleheads. Minor league baseball or minor league basketball? Missoula Paddleheads. Now I'm going to say basketball because I haven't heard of them, which is I've got a cleverer thing to say to say than that. So yeah, I'm going to say basketball. Okay, the. Missoula Paddleheads are baseball, Martin. I'm sorry, mate. Wow. Baseball. Yep. Yep. It's just one of those things, mate. Yeah. Then Paddleheads. Then Paddleheads. You can't stop them on the baseball field. So that's one right and one wrong so far, Martin. Next one. The San Quentin Grand Quim. Baseball or basketball? I'm going. The San Quentin Grand Quim. What do you reckon? On the baseball same grounds, I'd have heard, I'd have remember that name if it if it were baseball. Funny enough, I've just looked up the paddleheads. What a wonderful logo they have! Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to say that's basketball. That is made up, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way no one's someone's naming their team. What was it? The whimsical Quim or something? Sean Quentin, yeah. Grand I, Quim. Think about it, Martin. That's just know, basically well, I, a giant I forgot, vagina. I forgot I had the option of made up. And it was just like, yes, of course. I wish there was a team for that. The San Quentin giant vagina. Just that would get a lot of fans. I think. To be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. Sorry to trip you. No, no, no. Remember, some of them are fake. Just, just so you know, but I won't reveal how many are fake. So the next one, time to redeem yourself. The Burning River Buckets. Is that basketball or baseball? Burning Bucket, River Buckets. I think is a basketball reference, so I'd say basketball. Okay. The Burning River Buckets. God knows where Burning River is. That's right, Martin. That is a basketball team. Well done, mate. You got that reference there. I sort of missed that one when I was doing it, but that was a good one. Okay, the next one. The fish kill finger flippers. Is that basketball or baseball? Well, I'd say flipping the finger is giving the middle finger. And I, well, it's def, it definitely doesn't sound like a baseball team. It, I mean, could it be a really edgy basketball team name? I'm, I'm going to say that's made up. The fish kill finger flippers. You're right. You're right, Martin. That's a fake one. <laughs> I thought I'd get you with that one. <laughs> You're too live to it now. You know that there's a few uh, wrong ones in there. Fish kill finger flippers could be a real team. Sounds sort of reasonable. But that's uh, that means you've got three right and two wrong so far. Next one. Arkansas Rim Rockers. <sighs> Arkansas Rim Rockers. Is that basketball or baseball? Well, you see, it's, again, it's the rim is a is a basketball <laughs> reference equally not many words in the english language might have other other connotations <laughs> but um, i'm gonna say basketball 
Arkansas Rim Rockers. They're lo- rocking a lot of rims in Arkansas, by the sounds of it. And you're right, Martin. That's right. That is a bar- the real basketball team. You can Google that as well. So how was that? Someone... In a... How has somebody on, somewhere not gone? We shouldn't call it that. How? <laughs> there's, there's presumably a board of people that that run that team, and they've gone. Yeah, fuck it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see the logo for the Rim Rockers, to be honest. I don't want to see the mascot. (laughs) The big rim getting rocked. The Grim Rim Rockers, yeah. This this week's really taken a turn, this one, hasn't it? It has. We're in lockdown, mate. We've got to find our pleasures somewhere. We've got to get our rims rocked somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to to reality, Um, or not. Maybe it's fake. Norwich Sea Unicorns. The Norwich Sea Unicorns. Is that baseball, baseball or basketball? Norwich Sea Unicorns. Um, not heard of them, but I think that sounds a baseball-y sort of name. I'm going to think that's an, an independent baseball team. The Norwich Sea Unicorns. That is a baseball team. Well done, Martin. Back on track after the uh, San Quentin Grand <laughs> Gate. Quimgate, as they've uh, called from now on. That's right. That's four right and two wrong so far. Next one. We've got two more left. The Tri-City Tuggers. Baseball or basketball? The Tri-City Tuggers. Tri-City baseball team. I don't think are called the Tuggers unless they change their name. (laughs) A few teams do. Okay. I'm going to say made up. Okay, you might have upset the, the Tuggers of Tri-City here, Martin, if they're listening. <laughs> There's a lot of tugging that goes on in Tri-City, I've had. It is, yeah, it's fake, Martin. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just rapidly Googling it then to see, have I got this one wrong as well? I've, I've said before, if you Google some of these fake ones, you're going to get a terrible surprise on the internet, so don't, don't yeah, do it. Yeah, please do not Google Tuggers in the Tri-State area. It's not going to get you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I suppose if you're a Tri-City <laughs> okay the last one this is it to you Martin You've done, everyone's doing so well with these quizzes but we were, we're going to wrap up with this quiz with the last one Montgomery Biscuits baseball oh. or basketball uh, baseball I think they're the double A affiliate of the um, Chicago Cubs the Montgomery Biscuits like why, why are they how do they name these teams like Biscuits City it'll it'll be there's a biscuit factory in that little town. It, mm. it's, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's similar to to football, um, but more spread out and localized. There's, <laughs> so there's, less, is... there's fewer than fewer of them with nicknames like the Reds or the Blues. Mm. More like the Grand Quim, a lot of names. Yes, and after the. The big quim. Yeah, okay, fair dues. So that is five right and two wrong. Well done, Martin. You've passed that with pretty much flying colours. Everyone's doing so well with this quiz. We need we're gonna trip someone up, and I think it might be Ian with his quiz. Are you ready, Ian, for your quiz, mate? I am here. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. I've been I've been warming up, I've been psyching up, I've been doing star jumps in my kitchen. <laughs> okay, so your quiz, Ian, you know, last but not least, don't want to leave you out, is based around your <laughs> Restaurant in Northampton called Chili Village. Down oh, Road. Yeah. Yeah. You're a regular patron in there. So I'm going to test your knowledge of Chili Village, Ian, by oh, basically, I've been, 
I've been through the Chili Village menu, and it is a delight, I've got to say. Some absolutely beautiful okay. dishes from overseas. So you have to tell me if it is a real dish or yeah. it's a made-up dish, okay? And if you know what oh, it is, what's in, if you know what's in the dish as well, that'll make it even better. Because I know you're, you know, you you've got a Spanish heritage. You, you know, you travelled a lot, so you should know this. So the name of this quiz is Chili Village or Chili Nillage. See like what it. I did there? Yeah. So the first one, Chili Village do various different dishes from around the world. Pretty, um, you know, transcontinental. Pretty amazing the food they've done there. So the first dish is penne dasino. Is that a real? Dish from Chili Village, or is that a fake? Yeah, one? I think that's real. Okay, and what do you think? What do you think's in it? Some kind of pasta dish. Yeah, the, the, the penne they give it away. Yeah. So, so you think that's real? Actually, Ian, yeah. that translates as donkey penis in Italian. Oh. oh. <laughs> and it's it's fake. Didn't he play for Real Betis in the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> Chili Village most definitely do not serve up donkey penis so that's a oh. bad start here we're going to have to oh. claw it back here oh, unless you know something we don't Ian because you're in there a lot have you ever been served up uh, donkey penis in Chili a lot, Village? A lot, of these, a lot of these places will make whatever you ask them to make won't you so you never know I could go in and ask and yeah. they might have yeah. one knocking around <laughs> <laughs> so Penny Dacino is unfortunately Donkey penis. So the next one, gambaroni a la crema. Gambaroni a la crema. Is that a real dish or a fake dish from Chili Village? Uh, I'm going for real. Last one was fake, so we're going for real this time. Okay, uh, that is correct. It is shrimps with cream cheese sauce and wild mushrooms. Oh, that sounds nice. What sort of price do you reckon that's going to cost you, Ian? How much would you pay for that? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven fifty. 27 it's eight pounds it's only a starter Ian. let's not go crazy oh okay it's one of those tapas type things is it mm. Quite a donkey, lot, penis. donkey penis is 95 pounds ago so you don't want to <laughs> shoot your belt too soon so the next one you got that right so it's one right one wrong um, donkey doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is penne sorry start this again peto da natura Petto de natura. Is that a real meal or a fake meal? I think that's a, I think that's a fake meal. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else know what that is? Petto de natura? That is a real... It's the sort of thing Andy would have and then have pro problems with oh, later oh. on in his, in his, yeah. box, his box. It is... <laughs> <laughs> duck. Seer duck. It's a real meal. I'm sorry. Oh, well. so, yeah, yeah. Can you get that at Chili Village in Northampton? Yeah, they've got an amazing menu. Look at it. I'm it's moving amazing. back. <sighs> uh, what price would you reckon that is, Ian? Just as by the by, is it is that a is that a main or is that a sort of a starter type tapas type thing? It's a main. I'll go for twenty three quid. <laughs> Ooh. Very close, eighteen pound fifty, and a bargain. Chili Village is not cheap, is it? Jeez, they've got to pay for decor. All that wood costs a lot. <laughs> All that wood out the front, uh, and the the donkeys' wood as well, which they don't serve. 
So, yeah, uh, <laughs> and the insurance, I'm sure, isn't it cheap having all that wood and stuff out the front? I'll tell you, it's, yeah, it's a fire good. hazard place. It's a good, good. <laughs> so, the next one, um, Couleur de Cavallo. Couleur de Cavallo, is that uh, real or fake? That's, that, that sounds like something you made up, Tom. Do you reckon that's real? So, yeah. you're going fake? I'm going chili nillage. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horse's ass. So, yes. <laughs> so it's real. No, no, it's not real. It's not real. Mm. <laughs> it's not real. It's fake. How much did you pay for a Coulard de Cavallo just out of interest? Nice. And we'll go with the last one. Filetti de Branzio. Filetti de Branzio. Chili Village or Chili Nillage? That was a nice pronunciation, Tom. Um, Try it now. I'm going for Chili Village. Chili Village, interesting. That is sea bus fillets in a zingy citrus marinade. That is real. I bet that's that's not cheap, is it? Let's go, Brendan. How much do you reckon that's going to cost, Brendan? Well, judging by the last load of prices, it's not cheap. Um, Sea bass as well. I'm going to go like £27. Okay, we'll just we'll just go around so you can get the closest. So you're going 27 Brendan. Here's like the mm-hmm. price is right. £27. <laughs> uh, Andy, what would you pay for Filetti? De... And Andy would pay more like £900. <laughs> goes to. Uh, 27 quid from Brendan. What would you pay for Filetti de Branzio, Andy? I'm going to say £18. Oh, interesting. <laughs> 18 from Andy. Would about you, Ian? Um, I'm going to go round. I'm going to go 20. Bang on 20. Bang on 20. Round 20. Okay, and it's just left uh, for you now, Martin. What would you pay for a sea bass fillets in a zingy citrus marinade? I, I reckon everyone's in the right sort of ballpark. I'm going to say 23 pounds. 23 pounds so let's see the price let's rip off the price it is 15.99 come on down brendan the price is 50. right 59 15.1599 oh geez 50.99 wow. would be a lot i know that's what i was gonna say me <laughs> i'm just going i do you know what I, I haven't been back to northampton or that bit of it for a while and I didn't realise that was where you're on about. I just had to Google which which one was Chili Village. Uh, that was always a different restaurant when I was going up. Um, but I might have to take a little wander down there now and try the the Donkey Dick or whatever it was that so. <laughs> they don't they don't sell Donkey Dick. They do sell Filetti de Branzio. They don't at see, they don't see you. But when I go in there with my knowledge of Shawadi Wadi, um, <laughs> they'll cook me what I want. To be fair. That opens up a lot of doors, the shoddy Waddy knowledge. Just say you're their manager and you'll there be like, wow, you know Paul Sardicock. <laughs> you will you have the best seat in the house. So um I can't even remember how Ian did in that quiz. Pretty good, I reckon, Ian. I have lost the will to live. I think I've got two right and two wrong. Yeah, I, I am very hungry now though, yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah, um we'll have a podcast meal out there when it reopens. Um, someone's it's going to be like a you know Russian roulette someone's going to have to have the penny dasino on the plate spin it round <laughs> but yeah um, 
all the quizzes went pretty good so well done guys um i'm gonna have to improve my pronunciation for next time we've waffled on for ages but we'll quickly finish off with the cobblers a to z we're on to the letter n now really going through it now wayne williams is going to be in danger soon um has anyone got a letter n letter n this week for the cobblers a to z yeah yeah okay cool let's go to you first ian um, I think Andy was going to go for this. So, Andy, feel free to elaborate. But obviously, I had to go for Phil Neal. Um, arguably our most successful player. You know, mm. went, went on to have a career, you know, great career. Um, uh, as someone pointed out on Twitter, I saw someone said this, he played in every position for us, didn't he? It, um, mm. did, did he even play in goal? I think he did play. I think he did play in goal. Didn't he cover in goal because someone got injured? Um, yeah, I think he did. Unbelievable career at Liverpool afterwards. Played in the European Cup final. Scored, didn't he? Took a penalty in the European Cup final. Great goal-scoring record there. Um, personal link for me, he was mates with my dad. Um, really? and my, dad used to, my dad used to play... I don't know if there's any of those names that just came up in that Shawadi Wadi quiz, but my dad used to play <laughs> snooker in the 70s with the, the Cobblers players in the... Um, in the in the YMCA of all places, mm -hmm. I forget it really wasn't like you know the village people. Well, I don't know actually which way the the seventies players looked. Maybe it was I don't know. But um, yeah, my dad, to, my dad used to play snooker at the YMCA with the Cobblers team at the time, so he knew quite a lot of them. But he was particularly good mates with um with Phil Neal. So they were sort of same age and sort of young dads at the same time and I think actually when my mum was this is how things were in those days when my mum was giving birth to my sister my dad wasn't there by her side he was over the road at Chain Walk YMCA playing snooker with um with Phil Neal he knew he was with him the day he signed for Liverpool he spoke to him the day he signed for Liverpool and I remember my dad said that Phil Neal was deliberating whether to go or not because like back then the difference in wages that Liverpool were offering it's not. It was not a big yeah. difference. To and he was like, oh, I don't know whether to go or not. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> but the, the other two things I remember about him as well that stick out. Um, there was there's that lady. Always, I'm, I'm sure she's passed away now because it's a while ago. You always used to see her uh, on Look East, Northampton lady, who when he left the Cobblers, she instead of carrying on being a Cobblers fan, she was just decided, yeah, I'm a Phil Neal fan. I'm going to support him <laughs> wherever he goes. So she became a huge, like her room, she became a massive Liverpool fan and they showed her like her room in, her, in her, I think she lived in Abington and it was like plastered with, with Liverpool and Phil Neal stuff all over all. And obviously the other thing is, I don't know if anyone saw, but over Christmas Channel 4 did like their top, top whatever programmes, top 50 programmes from each decade. And for the 90s, they showed the uh, Do I Not Like That? Um, yeah. It was one of them. Graham Taylor documentary and obviously Phil Neal that's one of his kind of infamous moments wasn't he when mm. he when he got into management he was an assistant I think Vadil and Skinner pointed it out um basically any anything Taylor said he was sort of saying yes boss now you're right boss he was just repeating it wasn't he yes yeah you're right yeah no that's true boss yeah 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 um so yeah and can then, we not the, knock the, it can we not oh unbelievable <laughs> And uh, so yeah, oh and yeah, so we had a um, we had a uh, uh, that's my like abiding memory of Phil Neal. We had like his testimonial brochure. He like when he really got his testimonial, Liverpool produced like a special sort of commemorative magazine, and 
not unlike that, you know, the Champions and the Cobblers one from 1986-7. And um, yeah, I had a signed copy of it because he didn't one for my dad. But whether or not by then, if you remember, even remembered those heady days of playing snooker at uh, Shane Walk YMCA with my dad when he reached testimony late at Liverpool, I don't know. But yeah, there you go. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a real little bit of local history there. And to know your dad potentially played snooker with Paul Sandercock as well is pretty, pretty, it's a shame Jeff's not here because I'll tell you one thing he did say from those days. He goes, the, the coppers players were obviously it's before mobile, but they were always on the phone, like on the pay phone in the YMCA, ringing up like the press and going, Oh, I've got a little bit of scoop for you. I've, you know, I've got a little bit of gossip for you for 20 quid. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I'll leak this little bit of tip, bit of information for you. So they're always at it. So yeah, yeah, there it's uh, twisted, twisted web back in the day in the YMCA. Should have done a documentary about that place. <laughs> um, yeah, so that yeah, to be fair, that's a really good one and a Liverpool legend as well. There's not many players that have gone on to that sort of career, and even if he was sort of Graham Taylor's right hand man, he was still, you know, done well, more than most Southampton players. Holds the record, Phil Neal. Um, I mean, scored in two European Cup finals. And um, he was the only Brit to do that until Gareth Bale did it. Really? Reasonably recently. Yeah. Absolute legend. Brilliant tribute there for me. I would have said as well, do you reckon, because he he was born in Northampton as well, wasn't he? He was a local lad with Northamptonshire. Do you reckon he's probably the most decorated player ever from from Northampton? He must be. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was, um, I think he won 15, 16 honours, 16 major honours with Liverpool, including eight. He, he was basically there, he was the left back for Paisley, wasn't he, the whole way through? Well, this is it. I mean, supposedly, because um, I dipped back into the Phil Neal Google files ahead of tonight, and um, Ian just said about him playing in goal. Apparently, that was one of the matches that Bob Paisley came down and was watching. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, Phil Neal had to go in goal after 20 minutes. Imagine Bob Paisley comes down to watch you on trial and they're like, sorry, he's, he's broke his thumb. You've got to go in goal, mate. <laughs> I know. Well, just, Paisley wasn't Paisley uh, as we probably remember him now, but um, then, but still, it's crazy. Well, he, he made 417 consecutive appearances for Liverpool. Didn't miss a game wow. between October 76 and September 1983. Wow. Got injured against Man United, missed three games. So that winter of 1983 and then played another 127 in a row. Wow. And oh, supposedly was <laughs> classically, um, supposedly was told he was getting the manager's job. Um, after I spoke, well, it would have been Joe Fagan, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Before Dalgleish took over, and that didn't happen because Dalgleish, you know, obviously took over player manager and all the rest of it. But that is, I mean, that was the extent of the guy. He was a bona fide legend, you know. Mm-hmm. Fullback scored in two European Cup finals and hit a penalty in one of the shootouts. He was amazing, oh. which is why, you know, when, because <laughs> I, I obviously don't remember him playing particularly well. I just remember him from that documentary. Um, mm. And you, you wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't have had any idea about the guy's um, reliability as a player if you just went on <laughs> his oh, image. Oh, what he was saying, that, yeah. that documentary. 
Because wow. he was manager of Bolton as well, I think, for, for a few years um, at the county ground in the late 80s. And um, I mean, he won a load. Of, he won like the Football League trophy with Bolton. He won a load of stuff with Bolton as well. I mean, he, you know, England, England assistant manager. He, he had something about him. Not that you'd know it from. Yeah, yeah. Play mm. on the left. Yeah, yeah. Play on the left. Mm. Or whatever. And did you, did you hear the story? about Phil Neal, that when Cobblers beat Liverpool in the League Cup, Phil Neal came on the coach with a crate of beer and said, you know, well done, guys. There was that Northampton yes. link. Yeah. It's really class, class move. Mm. So, yeah, brilliant player. And we're probably going to go from the sublime, not to the ridiculous, because I don't want to speak bad of <laughs> Gavin Nebeling. Gavin Nebeling, who... Um, uh, Deborah Marshall tweeted us in, but this is back from Gavin Nebeling was a loanee back in 1985-86 for 11 games. He was a South African player with the oh. name Gavin Nebeling. Does anyone remember him? Born in Joburg? Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, he was a big, big, big white guy, balding with a beard, as I as I recall. Um, I, I thought I went to a few games in 85-86, kind of one of my first seasons. Um, and yeah, I mean, as as much as a what would I be kind of eleven, twelve year old could be a judge of a centre half. He seemed he seemed all right to me. Mm. He if you if you Google him, he's one of these sort of footballers don't look like that anymore. One of these, you know, there's that account like old footballers that are old before their time. He looks a bit like that poor Gavin yeah. Nibbling. And it's the sort of thing Jimmy Cyril's love child would share. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, his youth career, according to Wikipedia, which is obviously the best ever research tool. He played for Arcadia Shepherds. So in Pretoria. That sounds like one of your fake made up teams, Martin. <laughs> yeah. I think they're affiliated to Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I was, I was going to say that Nebeling actually went on to be manager of Shawadiwadi. So he got a <laughs> later in his career. But thanks to everyone that tweeted in the end. We've had quite a few, but um, Phil Neal was the overwhelming favourite. Um, if you want to find out the rest, just have a look on our Twitter. But um, we'll be back next week with Element O, the O. So if you've got any O, send them in. Um, we've been talking for quite a long time now, so we're going to shoot off. But um, we'll be back next week for more Shawadi Wadi or Shawadi Cobbley with <laughs> Brendan. I'm going to look at um, some managers, some managers, I reckon, musical managers, and throw that into great. the mix. Can, can I bags the goal kick song from the 80s for my O? <laughs> okay okay that makes sense but cheers guys thanks for talking and take it easy go listen to a bit of shawadi wally chill out and we'll speak again soon cheers see everybody guys bye bye cheers bye. see you later guys bye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.